0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on a Monday in a glorious week in the state of Texas. This is a special segment of the Texas Values Report, Uh, really our fault. We had some communication issues, some technology issues. I'm having some pronunciation issues. Uh, Some technology issues a couple of weeks ago when we wanted to have Representative Matt Shaheen on to talk about some work that we've been involved in. There was some breaking news on that issue. I'll cover that in just a minute. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And sometimes we talk about football, okay? The, the Super Bowl was last night, so we might find our way uh, over to that topic Um Since football season is officially over now, if you will, and baseball season has started, which I'm sure for my uh, guest today, who I imagine is a Rangers fan, that's something that he's excited about. State Representative Matt Shaheen is going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. He is a Texas House member for several sessions. Uh, Before that, he served at the county level on the commissioner's court in Collin County, just northeast of the Dallas area, probably one of the most well-known suburbs Plano, in Collin County in that area of DFW, and he's long been a friend of Texas Values and somebody who's not only supported the work that we've been involved in, he's led on that, particularly Senate Bill 12, a bill that protects kids from sexualized performances, lewd performances, some of the things that we see at these drag queen events, and so on. Representative Shaheen, welcome back to the Texas Values Report.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Well, I think I ate too much queso last night because um, it's still caught in my tongue. Uh, I'll work on my pronunciation uh, throughout the broadcast. Looks good to have you on and I apologize uh, that um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a couple of things drop. But you know, there's always things to talk about. The issues have not changed. You know, one of the things we wanted to have you on the show a couple of weeks ago was because we know that the state of Texas, Attorney General Kim Paxton's office, has appealed a ruling from a lower court in relation to Senate Bill 12. We'll we'll circle back on to some of the legal stuff in just a minute. Um, You know, I'm looking at a couple of printouts, some drag queen sexualized-looking events that are happening across the state. I think we've seen some decrease in that. I know Austin, apparently, I was told from my staff, is going to be having a quote-unquote family-friendly drag queen event in March, I think. It's on March 2nd, Texas Independence Day. Really? Come on. Okay. But um, look, there's been a growing concern on this issue and not that legislation solves everything, but it certainly can be a big part of that. And that's where you dedicated a lot of your work last session. But let's stop back for a second in case our listeners haven't come across you before. Tell us a little bit about your background in elective office and why you initially decided to become a public servant.
1: Well, Jonathan, uh, great to be with you, and thanks for all your help, really, on this bill and uh, many others. I've enjoyed partnering with you and uh, working together for past several sessions. But yeah, look, the Lord's blessed me. I'm, uh, I've been married to my wife, Robin, for 30 years, and um, so we're going to celebrate that whenever uh, the election's over and we can get some time together. But uh, Lord's blessed me with uh, three... Children. I've got uh, two daughters and a, and a young man that just graduated from University of Arkansas at Go Pigs. And then, um, but yeah, yeah, I've been in the legislative, uh, in the Texas legislature since 2015. And before that, like you said, I was in the county kind of commissioner's court. And I, I made that change because although I enjoyed serving as a county kind of commissioner, uh, more and more, there were issues that were around social issues. So of course, I've been pro-life, um, but the whole this whole dynamic of having to protect kids from being sexualized and the threats to traditional marriage and those types of things is so that's really what made me move um, from the commissioner's court to the legislature. And again. You you and I have been side by side fighting these issues, and we're winning the culture war in the state of Texas. Well, and we're talking with State Representative Matt Shaheen,
0: he's our guest today on the Texas Values Report, he has been a leader on our issues for quite some time. Most recently, he was the House author for Senate Bill 12. This is a bill that protects kids from the sexualized performances, lewd performances, things of that nature. Many of the times these are things that we're seeing at these so-called drag queen events or family-friendly drag queen events. You know, I mean, good grief, the marketing that has to take place to convince people. And really, I feel like deceive people, you know, and Mm -hmm. and sneak up on people in certain circumstances. And, you know, I worked out of um, Collin County in the beginning of my career with Kelly Shackelford. I think that might have been when we first met, when you were on commissioner's court and you were thinking about running. And so I know you're public servant and that history goes way back, but I think about some of those days when we were working on some issues related to religious liberty, really trying to take some steps forward on the pro-life issue. And fast forward, you know, here we are in 2024 and we're seeing it, you know, sadly, every time you look around, there's another report of these sexual performances that are happening in front of kids. We know there other states are grappling with it. So, I think it was very timely for Texas to do something about it with Senate Bill 12. And look, you see some of the, the testimony during the legislative process. It, you know, in many ways sort of uh, gave, um, you know, support or guidance. And, you know, it was a recognition that, oh, there's a lot of people that think these kind of things are okay. So even more reason to make sure we protect kids from them. Um, so no easy task. To get the bill passed, Uh, but now we find ourselves in the court system. But a lot of people still don't even know these things are happening. Talk talk to us a little bit about you know what happens at some of these performances and why it's important to protect kids.
1: Well, if you if you remember, um, even several sessions ago, we were trying to protect women, uh, including children, just be able to use their shower facilities and their bathrooms and. You know we got a bunch of blowback for that and i i really think that that was just the beginning of this attack on on children you know the bible talks about uh the evil one roams the world seeking who we can destroy and it's very clear that he's after our children so again um the fact that we're focusing on this in the state of texas is is pretty darn important because to your to your point what you see in these videos with these drag shows, uh, and we're talking about any sexual performance, but you know, these drag shows where you have little children that are putting dollars and in- And, you know, G strings and just these. Well, no,
0: it's 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 outrageous. outrageous. And I just want to halt you for a minute, because while we're you know, while we're seeing these as many examples, I think, is because they're being so public and intentionally aggressive at targeting kids, trying to convince people that this is okay and it's not a big deal, oftentimes sneaking up on people that are not expecting it. And, and in some of these circumstances, almost completely nude. I mean, it just is like, oh, yeah. it, is there no standard? Is there no line? Is there no law? Is there no, you know, we can't in any way have any protections in place. Um, you know, I mean, it, it just, so I, I think it's it's completely unraveled and moved to this place that I think many of us would not have expected.
1: And so we're but looking around safer. going, hey, we need to do something about this. Like yeah. now. It's evil. Uh, I mean, there's just no question, you know, this is evil. And, you know, the legislation that we passed, we have, there are significant consequences if you do a sh- sexual performance in front of a child. I mean, you literally can go to jail um, and the venue gets fined $10,000. So, yeah, the fact that we have to even pass that type of legislation, but it's necessary. And again, I, I think if you look at things across the board, whether it's pro-life wins and or this type of issue we've also passed legislation to protect children from online pornography yeah. we've passed some of the strongest religious freedom uh, bills in the nation so again you know because of partners like texas values and others and you know all the time that you you and your team spend down in austin and uh, there's plenty of legislators like me that uh, are taking action. We really are winning these culture wars, but it, it's a threat out there for our children. It's going to be a constant battle. It's not like this is ever going to end. Well, look, uh, and, and you know,
0: you, um, you start to see these things happen, and, you know, you wonder, why are these businesses allowing it, right? You know, the, for so long, you, I mean, you might have seen or heard of these type of sexual performances, but the business was 21 and over, People were checking your ID. And look, I know there's some establishments out there where you have, you know, nude dancers or whatever. I mean, the idea that a child might be in there—I can imagine people that are even frequent those places would be like, "You don't bring kids into here, right?" I mean, that, there was just some, you know, belief in this common sense understanding that there's these type of things are not appropriate for children, but not even, you know, not even at eighteen, right? I mean, you have to be twenty-one in a lot of these yeah. places, and so. No, look. The objective is to normalize. The yes, treatment exactly.
1: In front of the children. I mean, that—that's the long-term range uh, plan. I mean, I used. To just to be transparent, I was skeptical of that claim uh, many years ago. But no, it it is very clear with the objective here. Again, this is evil. They're targeting children and they want this sexualization of children to be normalized. They are going to fight it uh, and we're going to win this battle. Uh, there's a lot of us out there. I mean, gosh, you have on the Blaze TV, Sarah Gonzalez that goes under un- undercover and then exposes a lot of these ridiculous shows. And, and she shows them on uh, on her Twitter feed and On Blaze TV, you you all are doing significant amount of work. I, was like me, so.
0: I think it's a good point. We're talking with State Representative Matt Shaheen. He is the House author of Senate Bill 12. This is the bill that protects kids from sexual performances, lewd performances in front of these. Many of these things we're seeing happening in these drag queen events. Uh, sometimes now they're trying to call them family friendly drag queen events to sort of, you know, disguise it or to make people believe that, you know, it's sort of tame and all of a sudden you get, you show up and there's someone there that's practically naked. And dancing around as if, you know, it's not that big of a deal and it's appropriate. And the kids aren't going to know the difference at that age. I mean, they're not, their instinct is not necessarily to go, oh, I'm not supposed to be here, right? I mean, they're probably confused or sort of shocked at times. The parents and the establishments, and if they're not going to do it, there is appropriate place for the law, for the government to step in and say, this is not something that we're going to allow. This is cross the line. Free speech? Are you kidding me? There's no constitutional right to have a sexual performance in front of a kid. But this is what we're seeing from the courts, right? Judge David Hittner, out of the Houston area, Texas Values filed a legal brief supporting Senate Bill 12. I think it should have been a slam dunk, an easy decision. And, you know, really surprising some people with Judge Hittner. I've been in his court before. Um, You know, I don't—there's a long opinion that he wrote— Um, so I'm not going to go too deep into, you know, my concerns about a judge doing this because I don't think, I think this case is far from over. I think the court of appeals is going to get it right, but I do think some people were surprised to see this come from that court. But, you know, look, I mean, some of this is sort of where people have pushed this issue and to go, well, I don't know, maybe it's free speech. It's just so not true. I mean, I do think the the court of appeals will will get this right. Paxson's appealed it, but we're still waiting on a decision.
1: Yeah, i mean that that distinction is very clear uh, i mean there's unanimity as far as that issue i think where the courts get confused sometimes is you know if you look at the some of the precedents with some of the previous supreme court cases i mean part of the part of the challenge challenge like especially with like online pornography is this community standards concept and all those types of things and so i think they're trying to augur that's one of the arguments that they're trying to make, or they're trying to say that this is targeting certain classes of individuals. And like, look, at the end of the day, this is this is not a debatable uh, topic. You, You do not do sexual performances in front of a child. You do not sexualize children. And so it's just a battle that we we've got to fight, and long term, we're going to win this, uh, even if it means going to the Supreme Court. I don't I don't know if that'll happen or not, but uh, we'll, we're going to prevail on this because the vast, vast, vast majority of of people of Americans, this is not a debatable topic. You do not do this in front of children.
0: Well, and this is tells you a little bit of something about the ACLU when you see them out there defending um, and protecting these sexualized performances.
1: Look, I want to be I want to be very clear about the ACLU and some of these other organizations. These are liberal, democratic extremists that are targeting children, and that's all they are. That's all they should be looked upon as. They are liberal, democratic extremists they want to sexualize children they do it in the guise of these uh, you know different rights that they're trying to make up but again you going after kids in Texas we're going to punch you back so
0: I, you know look i i wanted i mentioned this before we came on right you talk about you know sort of this satanic feel to some of these things or an attack on our faith or attack on our values yesterday lakewood church had a shooting there and and look it it saddens me that you know there was a loss of life but I think it was appropriate for uh, first responders and others to be able to neutralize that threat, as some are calling it, and to shut down that threat. A woman came in to Lakewood Church, fired several shots. I'm From what I'm hearing, she brought a five-year-old with her, and the, and the child's been uh, injured, and, and I hope he recovers. But you know, who knows what kind of damage that woman in that um, attack would have resulted in the shooter with um, so many people at Lakewood Church. And to do it on Sunday, it's hard to not believe that part of that was not only an attack on the people there, but attack on our Christian faith, an attack on places of worship, overall, which should be sacred. Uh, but that's what some Absolutely. people are doing in our society. I mean, they've moved so far, they've become so, um, you know, direct in their targets that we have to be on guard. That's one some of the thing I put a statement out about it, um, is always trying to be on guard. And thankfully, and you were part of this, we passed a law, I think in 2017, that says you can have security, you can have um, an access to a firearm in a church uh, when necessary for security purposes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We wanted to make it very clear uh, because there were some efforts to shut down those attempts for churches to defend themselves. So we wanted to make that um, especially clear, all places of worship, but it's very clear that we need to make our, just what you said, our places of worship, they're they're sacred. They need to remain so. And churches, uh, synagogues, uh, temples, whatever religious institution in the state of Texas, you most definitely have the right to defend yourself and, uh, you know, God bless the security that was at uh, Lakewood church yesterday. And, and you're absolutely right, Jonathan, countless lives were saved because of these, uh, trained security forces that were at the uh, church and neutralized, uh, this individual. And, and yeah, our prayers for, uh, the little child that was, was harmed. And, uh, we, you know, I don't think we know all the facts around what was going on there. And I sure sure we will, but, uh, certainly, uh, prayers for, uh, the victims, even though this was something that they, they inflicted on themselves. But yeah, our churches, our synagogues, especially our synagogues, uh, because of the sensitivity with, um, yeah, Israel. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, uh, well, I want want to be very clear, um, our, our synagogues, our churches, all of our places of worship, uh, need to be defended and will be defended.
0: So before we wrap up, though, you know, you you talked about this a minute ago. We're talking with State Representative Matt Shaheen. He is the House author of Senate Bill 12. This is the bill that protects kids from sexualized performances, lewd performances in front of them. We know a lot of times these are happening at drag queen, LGBT type of events. And, you know, we've seen some decrease. I think you've, and anecdotally, if you will, feel like maybe, and, and some of that is grassroots people stepping up and saying, hey, we don't want this in our community. It certainly helps when you've got a law in place, even though it's working its way through the court system, but these are this is our ability to respond, and particularly as people of faith and as Christians, right, to say we are going to uphold certain standards because some of these are an attack on our faith. Some of them, I think, can be uh, satanic in nature, and to not take that lightly, right, and, and to not forget that the government can't solve all the problems, all right, but as I was taught in law school, the law is a teacher. When you have something in law— it certainly sets a standard or at least a baseline to say what we think is okay and permissible. And if people don't, right, if they step back and say, you know what, I'm, you know, I wouldn't do that or I'm, I'm not okay with that, but you know, live and let live, who knows what we'll see. And and I think that's why, you know, I appreciate your leadership, but I think it's something for Christians to get more comfortable with, particularly, particularly in this, you know, huge election year that we have to stand up for our rights. We can't just say, well, I'm just waiting for Jesus to come. You know, maybe he will, but we still have a responsibility to do something about these things and not just sit back and watch it happen. And
1: yeah. And you know, with Christians, right. We, we, we do this all from a a position of love and and compassion. I mean, clearly a lot of these people are confused. Um, they're misled, they're deceived. Uh, but like you said, make no mistake about this. This is, this is evil. The Bible warn, warns us about this, and I think you really saw this explode explode when you had Roe v. Wade overturned and yeah. states like Texas outlawed abortion. Uh, the you know the devil hates what God loves, and God loves children, obviously, and so uh, we're going to defend them. Yeah, but this isn't going away, and you're you're absolutely right. I think Christians do to be vocal, and again, we have an advantage in that uh, we know how all this plays out in the end in the Book of yeah. Revelation, but. Um, so we do do this from a position of victory. We also do it from a position of love. We're to share the gospel with everybody. I think our world needs it uh, so desperately, and we need to continue to do that. But we also need to speak out on our biblical values, hold firm to those. Yep. Those are our foundation, and we can't budge from those. No doubt. Well, look, I'm looking forward to
0: a good decision by the Court of Appeals soon out of the Fifth Circuit. I know there's some great judges up there, and um, but this is working its way through the courts in other states, an issue I think you're going to see talked about a lot, and for people to get over the fact, I can't believe this is happening. It is happening. Now's the time to step up and do something. That's what we're going to continue to do in Texas, and that's what uh, Representative Shaheen has uh, done with his leadership. And so, listen, I, um, you know, I know that the Cowboys were not in the Super Bowl yeah. yesterday. I would have loved two of them have been. Even though I'm from Houston, my my uh, boys are big Cowboys fans. They were born in the Dallas. When you know I was living up there for a little while. And um, But, you know, look, I mean, we um, we know how important the state of Texas is. Give a little shout out, Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, giving giving it up it. to God, you know. Yeah. Um, and so... It was,
1: I, it was a boring first half, I have to admit, but the second half was pretty thrilling, and then to go into uh, extra. Extra quarters there. But yeah, I mean, look, it was a great game. I kind of didn't care who, <laughs> who came out on top, but uh, it was a fun game. But look, I ate a bunch of ribs and chicken wings. I so, saw I mean, your I was,
0: post. I <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I um, I had to cut myself off at some point because I had some new little appetizer that I made that um, may not have been all that healthy I don't remember my age. But, you know, um, but there's a lot of talk about, you know, coming out of the Super Bowl, discussions about our faith, where we're going as a country. And I think that's something we can all agree on, that we need prayer. We need to come together as much as we can. And some of these people, you know, are just – they're having things happen in their own mind and their own bodies that – they're not even in control of, right? And we've got to protect ourselves from those things. We've got to set some standards in place. And I think Texas will continue to lead on those issues and we'll have a good outcome on this court case. So Representative Shaheen, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for what you continue to do on this important piece of legislation and law. And thank you for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report.
1: Thanks, Jonathan. we got more work to do.
0: You got it. Well- I would have loved to have talked more about football with uh, Representative Shaheen to, you know, maybe not go down that road with the Cowboys fans. Somebody might get mad at me. But, um, you know, it's interesting in these moments, too, culturally, where sort of like everyone's on the, you know, watching sort of the same thing. And not everybody, but, you know, those collective moments where... You know, you had some awareness. I mean, the Super Bowl is many ways become like sort of this cultural event in, in America, if not the world, not just, you know, uh, a sporting event, right? I mean, you had performances, you had, you know, some drama or whatever, you know, with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the commercials or whatever. So it's just interesting. We have these moments where we're sort of all talking about the same thing and you kind of get a sense in some ways, you know. What people believe, how people respond, what your expectations are. I was really busy in the kitchen because I was entertaining some teenage boys, and um, and trying to make some new food. So I didn't I didn't see a lot of that. I didn't see a lot of commercials. I didn't get caught up in a lot of different stuff. Um, And aside from the game, which I enjoyed and being a football guy myself, having a son that plays football, I've been around that a lot. So that's kind of where my focus was. But, you know, I didn't even see the Lakewood shooting till two or three years, uh, excuse me, two or three hours afterwards. And I grew up in Houston. You know, I mean, I Lakewood Church, this is where the Rockets used to play. I mean, this is a huge sporting event facility, right? That they took over. I don't know how many people they seat there, 10 to 12,000, maybe more. But this is and so when I heard there was a shooting there, my you know, mind quickly went to, "Oh my gosh, how many people were shot because of what their attendance usually is." And so I'm glad that you Know things were minimized and neutralized very quickly, but I do think, and, and I hate that that happened. You know, I mean, I none of us would have wanted that to happen. Joel Osteen was out there talking, and you could hear that was very sincere in his part. And uh, and I know he gets some you know criticism, um, from time to time, even, even from some Christians, but you know, it's hard to deny the role that he sort of played in the community. He is a you know, a, um, a very recognizable figure in some, some, you know, someone who people look to and say, okay, I want to know what, you know, what's he going to say and how is he going to approach the issue? And so, you know, always soft spoken. And, um, and so, but I was very concerned um, when I first saw that. And then it, you know, I kind of took a minute to go, wow, th- this is a church in our state that was attacked, right? We, we, there's been a couple of incidents like this before. I think this one felt a little bit closer to me, being from Houston, knowing people that go to church there. And so I was reflecting on it a little bit, and I was upset about it. You know, I, it, it, you know you've seen people try to charge the altars and do stuff, and, and you just can't feel that it's anything other than people really trying to get in the way, get in between you and God. Right, they want the focus to be on them for whatever reason, and maybe they're just not in their right mind when all this is happening as well. But that's what's happening in the moment. Maybe Satan is leading them in that moment too. But you know, because there's so much noise sometimes in our world, uh, church is one of the few places where you can sort of have that quiet time where you don't feel like you've got to be so on guard. But we do, um, unfortunately. And you know, my uh, my kids know this. I don't talk a lot during church. Like I'll sing. But, you know, sometimes the kids have their little side chatter and I'm like, no, you know, like I really I love that's one of the few moments where I don't have to talk. I'm not, you know, I'm just sort of listening and really trying to take it in during that time. And, you know, no matter what faith you're a part of, you know, America is probably one of the only places where that still matters, I was at an event this week in D.C., the National Catholic Prayer event, which is a wonderful annual event. There were priests and clergy there from Nigeria. You talk about some attacks on the Christian faith, it is unreal what some of these people are facing, slaughters, massacres. I mean, just, you know, they are targeted daily. Their life is on the line for their faith, and so we're not there, don't get me wrong, but... You know, we still have that standard in those countries and places. A lot of times, you know, nobody is stepping up and saying this is wrong or this is illegal. And so I do think it was important that we at least had that swift response of, hey, this shouldn't be happening in our churches. We're not going to tolerate it. We're going to stand firm to say this is wrong, to send a strong message for anybody out there that might be trying to do the same thing or consider the same thing. You know, I would, I would hope they wouldn't be doing that anywhere. Um, and I would I'd certainly hope they would realize that the church is off limits and that we have the right to defend ourselves if someone does attack us. I do not want to be in that position. But if I found myself in that position, even if I didn't have a weapon, I know that I would be compelled to try to stop someone, to try to, you know, and, and not only for the loss of life that might also happen, but just how it disrupts and how it can be attack on our faith when something like that happens in such a sacred place. And so I know I'm about out of time here. Um, and there's a couple of different events I want to mention. September 13th and 14th, we have secured, confirmed everything. Speaking of churches, Great Hills Baptist Church will have our annual policy event there. I'm going to be in Laredo next week. If you want to come and see me down in Laredo, uh, February 19th. There's a prayer event that we're going to be a part of for candidates. There's also one up in North Texas. We'll put some information about that. And next week, early voting starts. All right? So, you know, we'll have more interesting conversations publicly and on social media. We've got a great website, though, freevotersguide.com. Free, F, like in Frank, Um, So you can find out where the candidates stand on the different issues. Main election day is March 5th. So great information there. Check out our main website, txvalues.org. You can follow some of those links. And hopefully you'll be inspired to donate to us. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Please consider donating to us. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.